Good afternoon. I hope everyone is healthy and safe, staying indoors. I don't know how much longer this is going to last. Hope everyone has plenty of toilet paper, Lysol spray, Lysol wipes, plastic gloves, any kind of gloves, masks, Halloween masks. Go ahead and order a Stormtrooper helmet. Wear that around. It'll be fun. I wouldn't suggest a ski mask. Uh, Banks frown upon that. Anyway, I'm hoping uh, everyone's having a great week. Thank you for tuning in for another exceptionally awesome episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks, award-winning author, screenwriter, artist, and all-around fun guy to be around uh, in small quantities. After a while, I get on your nerves. Uh, This week's episode, I'm dealing with strange, unusual, supernatural, and paranormal stories and encounters relayed to me from people who served in war times. And these are stories that were passed on to people that they then gave to me say from World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, Korean War, uh, stories directly relayed to me from people who lived it through Operation Anaconda, the war in Afghanistan, Desert Storm, and various other encounters. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have any um, direct relay stories from anyone who survived uh, Gettysburg, but I do have some really cool stories pertaining to Gettysburg from my own experiences there. But go ahead and hang out for a bit. I won't take up too much of your time and enjoy the show. As if news couldn't be any more disturbing, now we have a newly formed hole that has opened through the ozone layer over the Arctic. Over the last month, a new hole in the ozone layer has started to form over the Arctic. The ozone layer, of course, over the North Pole has been depleted plenty of times in the past, but this time around, extreme weather and atmospheric conditions have led to a far greater depletion than normal, according to a European Space Agency press release. While the uh, ESA scientists expect it to close up later this month, it's a troubling update to the planet's environmental health, leaving the planet exposed. This year's Arctic zone, ozone hole, is bigger than normal because the atypically cold temperatures in the stratosphere that help trap a whirlpool of icy wind called a polar vortex in the area that disappeared. It has dispersed ozone more than usual. Still, even this unusually large hole in the ozone layer is considerably smaller than the more well-known hole over Antarctica, according to the ESA release. That one can grow to be about as much as 25 million square kilometers. Though it's been smaller lately, the new Arctic hole is less than 1 million square kilometers in size. Leaves the outlook a bit hazy. It remains unclear what to expect in the coming years. While the larger-than-average ozone hole was caused in part by extreme weather, which has been linked to climate change, it's too soon to declare that the Arctic ozone depletion will continue to get worse if climate changes continue to go unchecked. But they do know that the ozone depletion can give rise to extreme weather around the world, meaning increasing ozone depletion could have far-reaching implications down the road. 
guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4 slash good. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face -face conversations to get your prescription. Hims connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hims.com slash good. That's 4hims.com slash good for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash good. Family is big around here. We're family owned, family operated, family managed. And that means legacy. That means dependability. That means using Granger. With over 1.5 million products and knowledgeable product experts, Granger has whatever we need. And with same-day pickup and next-day delivery options, they have it whenever we need it. For over 90 years, businesses like ours have trusted Granger. Because, like family, Granger's got our back. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. War is Hell was famously uttered by William Sherman back in 1860. But as we know, hell is home to many other strange creatures and entities. When this hell comes to earth, does it attract the attention of evil beings, whom then take advantage of the violence, madness, and horror to carrying out their evil deeds? In a recent article from MysteriousUniverse.org, a series of reported sightings and interactions with supernatural and perhaps even demonic creatures during wartime was compiled. Let's take a look at these wartime encounters and ask if war is not only hell, but opens the gateways to it. Let's begin in the 2000s and the Afghan war. Troops stationed at a base in Mansoul reported an encounter with a creature they claimed was a demon. The report says these troops jumped into action after receiving the call that the base was under imminent attack. They did as trained, grabbed their kit and weapons, and reported to their stations, ready to defend themselves and the base. They watched an attack unfold as men, enemy combatants, began scaling the perimeter wall. The troops began to shoot. In the melee, many of the attackers were hit, but one of these was particularly strange. As the bullet tore into the attacker, a plume of black smoke was seen to rise out of the body. At the time, the troops thought it could be a suicide vest that was hot and damaged or failed to detonate. But this is when things took a turn for the strange. The smoke began to form into a shape. This shape resembled a man and... To add to the weirdness, a pair of red glowing eyes appeared along with a mouth. The apparition smiled at the troops, turned, and ran only to fade away to nothing after a few steps. Could this have been a ghost or demon? Or how about a jinn? A jinn is a creature commonly found in Middle Eastern mythology. The soldiers had no clue and were obviously shaken by the encounter and did not talk about the incident for many years. But Jinn ghosts, or specters, are not the only thing to have appeared to troops battling in the Middle East. And now, a word from our sponsor. Here's the $10 million question. 
did U.S. Special Forces kill a giant in Kandahar? Several conspiracy theory-oriented websites are claiming a biblical giant, much like Goliath, with flaming red hair, was killed by U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. United States Special Forces allegedly killed this giant in Kandahar in 2002, and the government has been trying to cover it up, according to these sources. Several personalities and websites dedicated to discussing supernatural myths and conspiracy theories began claiming in 2016 that an American Special Forces soldier serving in Kandahar, Afghanistan, was killed in 2002 by a 1,100-pound blade-wielding 12-foot-tall giant equal or equivalent to the Old Testament times before the giant itself was taken down by the military. A Department of Defense spokesperson told them they had no record of such an incident. And I quote, We do not have any record or information about a special forces member killed by a giant in Kandahar. Current interest in the story appears to have been generated from a video created by L.A. Maruzili, an author, blogger, and filmmaker determined to link modern times with biblical creatures and prophecies. On the 13th of August, 2016, he posted an episode on YouTube of his series, Watchers, in which he claims to interview a military contractor or soldier who witnessed the blade-wielding giant on Kandahar. <coughs> kill another soldier before being downed by troops, whisked away by a transport aircraft and hidden away from public view. Marzuli makes the case that the giant was a Nephilim, which were described in the book of Genesis as offspring of gods and human women who inhabited Canaan in the time of the Israelite conquest. But when it comes down to details, he's vague saying he interviewed the unnamed man at an undisclosed location on an unknown date. The interviewee, who he claims shot and killed the giant, doesn't give any details on the location of the alleged incident, other than to say it was a remote location in Afghanistan in 2002. He claims that he and others were sent to look for a missing patrol when they saw a scarlet-haired giant emerge from a cave and skewer one of their friends who he called Dan, with a large blade. In the Army statement, it's sufficient, isn't sufficient. The only service member with the first name Dan, or Daniel, who died in Kandahar in 2002, was killed along with three others in an accident involving the clearing and disposal of explosives. There are no incidents on the Department of Defense press release page in which all military casualties are listed, involving a giant, likewise, There are no reports of an entire patrol disappearing in Afghanistan at that time either. Marzulli's video about the alleged giant incident, replete and growling animation, can be seen on the website provided. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. The UFOstore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. The UFOstore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the internet. I'm happy to share this super creepy story that was uh, sent to me 
uh, not so long ago. Uh, this was actually before I decided to do an episode based around this type of phenomenon. Um, the title of this story is A Veteran Comes Home. Uh, this is also listed on a uh, Notre Dame alumni website on uh, alum uh, remarks about his chances encounter uh, with a guy he had known since grade school. He was working a construction job in 1967 and was on his way home after work one night. He was coming around the corner when he walked by an old funeral parlor. He noticed the man was his old friend Jerry, a guy he hadn't seen in over two years. The construction worker was tired and not really in the mood to rehash old times, so he put his hat down and walked by his old friend unnoticed. When he got home, his mother was on the phone talking to one of the construction worker's friends. She immediately stopped her son to tell him that his old friend Jerry had been killed in Vietnam and his body was at the funeral parlor down the street. The not-so-passive Pacific. The Pacific Theater was the scene of World War II's most violent battles. In Okinawa, a Pacific island about a thousand miles from Tokyo, that battle became personal. Japanese strategists knew that if the Americans seized Okinawa, they would have a base suitable to stage an invasion of Japan's mainland. They filled the imaginations of the island civilians with tales of supposed American atrocities. When the U.S. did invade, thousands of Okinawans reportedly jumped off of cliffs to their deaths to avoid capture. Visitors to the island said that they have heard the beat of footsteps rush by them to the cliffs and have heard screams following that. Some have even said, when you heard the footsteps and simultaneously felt a breeze blow by them at that time. Others believe the presence of spirits passed directly through them as the ghosts reenact their last desperate leaps. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. I absolutely love this next story. The Churchill Lincoln Spirit Summit. Abraham Lincoln's ghost was Winston Churchill and the nude. Okay, now that I have implanted those images into your mind for the rest of your life, let's go on with the ghost story. Throughout the war, Churchill visited the White House several times. According to several sources, during one such visit, the Prime Minister stayed in what is now called the Lincoln Bedroom. He had just popped out of the bath, went into the bedroom completely unclad, and saw, leaning against the fireplace, Abraham Lincoln. The unflappable Prime Minister simply said, Good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage. Lincoln, Churchill said, acknowledged the prime minister with a knowing look and then, like all good former heads of state who are technically dead, slowly faded away. The time that U.S. troops believed that they saw Bigfoot in the jungles of Vietnam in the Kantum province of Vietnam, near the borders with Laos and Cambodia, 
There were many reports from the U.S. troops on patrols of a strange, not quite human, but not quite ape creature, the locals called Nagao Rung, or the people of the forest. In other words, we know him as Bigfoot. Gary Linderer was on a six-man patrol with the 101st Airborne Long Range Reconnaissance Patrols. While struggling through the underbrush, he ran into a deep set of eyes on a prominent brow, five feet tall with long muscular arms. The creature walked upright and was then much taller than five feet. He had broad shoulders and a heavy torso. His battle buddies told him he just saw a rock ape, but Lindrer had seen rock apes before. This was no rock ape. Once it stood completely tall, it was about an excess of seven feet. Like the Yeti and the Himalayas and the Sasquatch sightings all over North America, the Nagual Rung is an often told tale in this area. But despite endless sightings and folklore attached to the semi-mythical creature, no concrete evidence exists. Linderer wasn't the only witness either. Army Sergeant Thomas Jenkins reported his platoon was attacked by these apes throwing stones at them. Toward the end of the war, Viet Cong and NVA soldiers reported so many sightings of the reddish-brown-haired-covered Nagao Rong. The North Vietnamese Communist Party ordered scientists to investigate the sightings. Dr. Vo Quy, a respected doctor and environmental researcher from Hanoi, discovered the Nagao Rong footprint on the forest floor and made a cast of it. The cast was wider than a human foot and too big for an ape and much too long for a human. In 1982, another Vietnamese scientist, Tran Hong, Viet discovered more footprints, which led zoologist John McKinnon to investigate the region. McKinnon called the area a tiny, pristine corner of the world unknown to modern science. In 1969, McKinnon discovered man-like footprints in Borino's jungles, with the locals called Batutut, while much of the evidence surrounding the existence of these apes is only through theory alone. McKinnon, known for his discoveries of new mammal species in Vietnam, believes that there is a possibility the existence of a previously unknown ape species is very much real. The account of Nagai Rong meeting American GIs in Vietnam was first published and Craig P.J. Jorningson's very crazy G.I. but strange true stories of the Vietnam War. I've been to some amazing places throughout my career as, a, as an author and researcher, uh, one of which would be Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. One of the bloodiest and most memorable battles of the Civil War took place there. And it was to be um, a war that would forever divide and hopefully unite this nation. But there's still a lot of deep wounds from this war that have not been fully healed. And it's been over 150 years. So that brings us to today. I was in Gettysburg in 2012 and 2014. I've taken part in ghost walks paranormal walkthroughs, investigations, tours, and there was one location I went to that I found most interesting. The first casualty of Gettysburg was not a soldier, but a young girl who was 
working on biscuits from scratch. She was making biscuits in her kitchen, mind you. And some of the Confederates were tunneling through Gettysburg, just scouting around and scurrying from one end to another, just peeking in windows, looking around. And one of them peeked through a window and they thought they saw someone who was armed standing there and shot through the window. It was not a soldier and no one was armed. It was a young girl working in the kitchen, working on making biscuits for the soldiers to eat while out on the battlefield. And it wasn't just for the Union. These biscuits were also for the Confederates. And that's what was interesting about this war. It was brother versus brother, father versus son, and they would break bread after war was over. People would have picnic lunches on the hillside and watch the battles ensue. And during Christian holidays, Christmas, Easter, whatnot, the war and fighting would stop and they would meet in the middle and exchange pictures of their family members and stories and uh, uh, family time events and so forth with who they were just shooting at and trying to kill. A really psychologically interesting war, needless to say. But this poor girl who was baking biscuits in the kitchen was shot dead by a Confederate soldier who was scouting through Gettysburg. And what happens? The mother runs in and mourns, quickly mourns, over the death of her daughter who was just shot and killed in the kitchen. So what does she do? sort of pushes the body aside and continues work on the biscuits. That is disturbing. Uh, Something like that, if my child was shot in a kitchen by an insurgent, um, I would be out in the yard looking for this insurgent and making them wish that they had never been born or that they didn't have extended family because I would track every last member of their bloodline down and eviscerate them. But... This is not what happened. Mom just scooted the dead body over and continued with the making of the biscuits. Freaking weird. Another part of Gettysburg we went through. Some awesome tours in the battlefield. And you go up to the the cliffs, the rock, uh, the hillside and the rocks and look over what's known as the snake's den. And you can still hear the clinging and the clanging of the canteens from the soldiers that went through there doing battle so long ago. You could smell the phantom odor of cigar and pipe smoke and cigarettes and whatever it was they were smoking or burning at that point in time, whether it be the smell of a mass grave and bodies burning or uh, a campfire. You could smell it as fresh as it was the day that it was started during the battle. And I've always had a theory that if you were to build a residential neighborhood over the battlefield of Gettysburg. Every single house would be haunted, not because of what took place in that house, any kind of cataclysmic event or period of turmoil, but the land itself is what would be cursed, therefore making the house haunted. Something like what happened in Gettysburg released so much energy from the human body, from the people involved in this horrific event, from the fear, the anguish, the hate, the disdain, the the murder, the violence, the blood spill, bloodshed, uh, from limbs getting shot off, heads being blown off, people bleeding to death on the field, people 
gasping for their last breath and their enemy hovering over their body, looking them in the eyes as they cross over into the next world. And their spiritual energy still resides there. And it's evident. You can walk through that area where they do the tours and through the town itself. And you can just taste what happened there. You can feel it. You can smell it. You can sense it. It's an electrically charged level of kinetic energy that just flows through there constantly like a pulse. I recommend checking out Gettysburg, Pennsylvania someday if you've not. Um, I try to go every few years. There's always something new to discover. And plus, they always feature me uh, when I'm in town at their ghost walks and their uh, haunted events. Uh, It's kind of a fun way for them to uh, say thank you, I guess, for continuing to tell their story. Now, it's unfortunately all the freaking time I have today. Join me next week for when I do the show probably from my man cave and I might move into the kitchen. Maybe I'll do the show on the back deck since we are still under quarantine. And I'd say we still will be under quarantine next week. Um, If not, half of us dead. So if you're still alive, be sure to tune in. I want to thank all 27 of you for listening today. And be sure to pass it along. Uh, What helps this show grow is word of mouth and more people listening. I have a pretty impressive audience right now. I thank you all for hanging out with me this long. I've been doing this for over a year now. And it has been a strange, wonderful, and bumpy ride. Thank you all for listening. And have a great rest of the week.